Hello, welcome back to the Sit On My Bed podcast. My name is Simple Client, and camp is officially over. Um, it was sad, it was bittersweet. You know, we were missing quite a few counselors, but fewer than we thought we were going to for our last overnight um, than the last day camp. Uh, you know, everything was over and done with. And now I'm going on vacation for a week. Uh, I'm going on Tuesday, from Tuesday to Monday, from Tuesday the 17th to Monday the 23rd. I'm going to Florida. Uh, I'm going by myself. I figured, you know, I have the time, I have the money for it. Why not treat myself a bit? And what else am I going to do for a week? Um, and so I have my friend's brother's wedding on Monday, and then my flight leaves on Tuesday. Um, I'm renting a car so I'm able to go around, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to stay in, like, a hotel or not. Like, do I want to have complete autonomy and independence, you know, or do I want to stay by my grandparents, which will be free and have meals guaranteed? Um... And so I'm like, look, let me ask one of my friends if he wants to come with me. Um, a, because it'd be less boring than going by myself. And B, because he would pay for the hotel probably. Um, he's doing a special needs event that week. So I'm thinking about my grandparents. That's fine. You know, I, I cleared it with one of my uncles that I'd be staying by them for the weekend. Um, just at Shabbos. Um, and I'm not going to be like sitting at home all day. And neither are they. Like They're not going to be entertaining me. Um... <clears throat> But, so I went to, so let me talk about this past week. So Monday, Tuesday, we had our overnight. Uh, Monday, we had our second round of playoffs for our leagues. Um, and then after that, which my team won, so we were on to the championships. And then after that, uh, we boarded the coach buses to go on our trip, um, which meant saying goodbye to a lot of the counselors who weren't going to be coming with us on the trip. Um, bittersweet, you know, saying goodbye to my friends, especially one of my best friends. Um, but you know, then we go on the trip, uh, we head to a sky zone, which is a trampoline jumping place in Lakewood. I mean, they have multiple, but we went to the one in Lakewood. Um, we had fun, super sore, whatever. Uh, we get to the place we're staying and you know, some kids go swimming, like whatever. We get the kids set up in gym. We're like, Oh, where are we sleeping? And they're like, um, in the hallway off the gym, you know, the one that leads to the bathroom and has to have the light on the entire night so the kids can find a bathroom and doesn't have any air conditioning because the entire gym doesn't have any air conditioning. Huh. Yeah, so we're like, okay, let's see how we can deal with this, but not here, not now, whatever. So, you know, we're taking care of the kids. You know, one of the head staff goes out and buys some, like, food for us, which is nice. And then they managed to get into the other, like, one of the other buildings. Like, oh, you guys aren't, you guys can sleep in the other building if you want, which was great because this was, like, a full-on school. So the other building was, like, completely separate from the gym, and it had air conditioning. Um, so one of the counselors ended up getting, like, really not feeling well, so he went to sleep early. And we were, like, hanging out, you know, just doing shifts for the kids. And at one point, the head staff go to sleep. We're like, hey, like, once the head staff sleep, we don't have to do our job. But one of the guys was, like, had to do work anyway. Like, he didn't have to do it in the morning, so he was going to stay in the gym, like, even though we didn't have to do a shift. And then there was a counselor that they brought on just for the trip who happened to have his brother as one of the campers. And his brother was feeling, like, very homesick. So he was staying in the gym with his brother until his brother fell asleep. Um, which I felt kind of bad, you know, like, like, poor schmuck, like, you have to stay here. But whatever, he was staying there, whatever. And then I'm going in, and I'm, I've been going, like, in and out, like, shift-wise. Like, I was a little annoyed because, like, really our job was done at this point. But, so we were all sitting outside with the two counselors inside the gym. And suddenly a kid comes out. Like, what are you doing here? And like, oh, like, the counselor inside, he was the one who had, like, an assignment to do. He sent me out because I was talking. I wasn't going to sleep. And I'm like, why? Like, why are you sent out like how's that gonna help whatever but i figured oh he just doesn't want to deal with him doesn't want to wake me up other kids fine whatever and then another kid gets sent out and a third kid 
and I'm fourth kid. And I'm realizing that this counselor is being very black and white about things. I happen to know him personally. He is a very logical person, but he's just chucking kids out of the gym if they're not behaving. And, like, to me, like, my logic is, why would you kick them out of the gym and they're just going to be out here all night? And his logic is, who cares if they're out here all night if they're going to be awake rather than be not waking up other kids? And I'm like, but that's not solving the problem. He goes, no, but there's nothing you can do to solve the problem. Like, I mean, not have the conversation, but I realized what his logic was. So better to move the problem away before it becomes bigger. And there was this other kid who was like, I think he was just emotionally exhausted. Um, but he was like crying a bit here and there. And, you know, we had to call his parents twice. And I see a third counselor like, bring his stuff to where we were sleeping. I'm like, where is he going? And he goes, oh, like the counselor inside um, said to bring him into the other building so he could go to sleep. And I'm like, okay, this counselor is just being very, like, Marie Kondo about things. Like, just getting rid of anything that isn't working. And so I go into to, to talk with him. And I realize that he's chewing out one of my favorite campers and is trying to get him in trouble and ask me for his name. And I don't give it to him. Um, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to get involved here, so I'm just going to walk out. Um, and I was like, look, it's 2 a.m. Like, we're not really doing anything. Like, I had brought a poker set and people had brought alcohol. But, you know, the oldest counselor had gone to sleep because he wasn't feeling well. Like, the kitchen guy, like, was asleep and was back up. I'm like, we're just sitting around not really doing anything. Like, I'm just going to go to sleep. Like, I could have gone to sleep, like, an hour ago. Cause I stayed up because, like, I want to hang out. But like, if I'm not hanging out, like... I'm not going to make myself even more tired for tomorrow. Like, no, thank you. So I went to sleep. And it's Tuesday morning. And we're gearing up to leave for the water park we were going to. And a camper comes up to me. We'll call him Ellie. Eli. We'll call him Eli. And Eli says, are you the counselor they told about last night? I said, what? And he goes, let's call them uh, Tully and... Uh, Ritzy. Guys, if you're ever listening, I'm talking about you, but I highly doubt you're going to hear this. And he goes, Tully and Ritzy told me they told a counselor about what happened last night. Were you the counselor they told? I said, no. What happened last night? And he gets, like, all, like, iffy about it. And he goes, well, basically, a third, a fourth kid, we'll call him Ham. Sure, we'll call him Ham. Ham was talking about, like, inappropriate stuff. Or he didn't give me the name. I, he said someone was talking about inappropriate stuff. I wanted the name. And he's like, I trust you with this already. Like, I don't, I really don't want to be tied to this at all. Like, I'm not going to tell you his name because I don't want to get back to me. Like, I'm washing my hands of this. I'm like, okay. He goes, just like, don't tell the head staff. I'm like, interesting. And immediately I pull Ritzy away because I knew Ritzy from, like, he used to be my camper, and then I see him during school, I'm like, what happened last night? He goes, basically, Ham was talking about inappropriate stuff to a couple of kids, uh, like, with me and Tully and Eli, and, like, whatever we told the counselor who was in the gym, who happened to be, like, the very Marie Kondo one, uh, and he said he was going to take care of it or whatever. I was like, interesting, okay. So that's Tuesday, like, I don't think anything more of it. You know, the counselor took care of it. We go to the water park. I get super sunburned. It's all good. It's all fun. And then Wednesday, last day camp, right? And I see Tully and Ritzy and uh, 
another camper, one of my campers, we'll call him Petey. So Tully, Ritzy, and Petey are like grouped together and hushing, but also kind of loud, like clearly talking about something. Like you wouldn't think it was so out of the ordinary if you didn't know there was something to have been going on. And like I heard them talking about Eli. I heard them mention Eli's name. I'm like, okay, like they're going to get themselves in trouble here. So I stopped the three. I'm like, look, you three, like, whatever's going on here, like, need to stop. And they go, you know about it? I'm like, of course I know. Like, you know, pretending that I'm all super smart and all-knowing. I'm like, of course I know, because I know everything. But you need to stop drawing attention to yourself. And they're like, no, you don't understand. Like, he's super mad at us. I'm like, okay, why is he super mad at you? And they go, because he didn't want to be involved in it when Ham was telling the story. And then we were trying to make sure Ham didn't get kicked out of camp. Um, so when we went to the counselor and then we told him. We weren't telling him which counselor we went to, and then, because we didn't want him to tattle, and then we, he was peppering us for questions, because he also totally, didn't totally understand the euphemism that Ham used, so then we lied and said we didn't actually tell the counselor, and then we told him the truth and said we, that we lied about lying, and so now he's upset. I'm like, so now we want him to apologize to us, uh, we want him to forgive us, because he's about to move, and what happens if we never see him again and never forgives us? I said, okay, let me go talk to him what's going on and he's upset and he's like why should i forget that i'm like first they told the counselor without me so like i might have been misrepresented like maybe i'm gonna get in trouble and then they lied to me and now they're teasing me and not leaving me alone because they want me to forget them like why should i forget them and i'm like you know what like you're right you shouldn't have to forget them so i went back to the three of them and i'll continue the story right after this so i go back to uh totally ritzy and pd and i said look he's mad at you and He's not going to forgive you right now. And he may never forgive you. But the only way that's ever going to happen is if you leave him alone. You chasing him is not going to make him forgive you anymore. Like, any more than it would have before. And honestly, at this point, you want him to forgive you for selfish reasons. You don't want to feel guilty. So you're trying to apologize to forgive you. You're not apologizing because you did something wrong. You're apologizing because you don't want to feel bad about the fact that you did something wrong. And, and I'm like, look, is there any other detail I'm missing? Uh, about this story. And he said, you know, just please don't go to the head staff about it because the other counselor took care of it. He said he was going to mention it to one head staff member. He was going to mention it to the director like, as a rumor. I'm like, look, if the director finds out about it and decides to investigate and finds out I know and he calls me in, in order to make sure that your butts are covered, I need to know every detail. So assume I know nothing and tell me everything. I took them into like, the kitchen on the junior campus, which was cleared out because it was the last day camp, like, there was nothing in there, and we were talking, they told me everything, and I was like, okay, like, I think I got it, like, you didn't want Ham to be kicked out of camp, especially on the last day, and you didn't want Eli to be any more involved, because he was already upset by the fact that he was involved to begin with. I don't know how they three ended up being the go-betweens, but they did. So I'm like, okay. So if he finds out, and if he decides to investigate, and if he asks me, you three will be covered. On our way out of the kitchen, the other counselor walks in. I'm like, oh, we should compare notes. So he's the one who told me that he mentioned it to, like, the head counselor, who's going to mention it to the director, like, as a rumor, like, just in case it gets back to them. Like, the director needs to, like, know what was going on. Otherwise, that's a major problem. But he framed it both with the kids and with me as if he were protecting the camp's interest whereas I was more focused on the kids like he wasn't not focused on the kids he was though like 
but he seemed like he was also worried about the camps and it's like he mentioned something about like oh this kind of thing can close down uh camps or whatever or like you know the director needs to know type of thing so he can be covered and like yeah 100 percent. but like that's not my priority here like my priority here is well are the kids first and foremost like specifically i was talking about uh P.D. Ritzy and uh, Tully and Eli in a sense, um, but like the camp really wasn't my objective. Like if we can save them at the same time, great. You know, no harm done. But like I really wasn't thinking about them that way. So, but like I said, he's very black and white Marie Kondo. Uh, I don't want to say objective because no one can really be 100% objective but like he wasn't emotionally uh, he wasn't thinking emotionally the same way I was which I don't know if that's a pro or a con I mean I think you need both logic and emotion in any given situation but it was very like I don't know, dehumanizing, like, the way he was thinking about things. I mean, that's coming from me, you know, the emotional one, so it's easy to see the logical one as the the, un, the inhuman one. You know, if you asked him about me, you would say that I was being illogical. Like, obviously, we're going to think the other one is wrong, otherwise we'd be doing it that way. Like, the reason we do things the way we do it is because we think it's the right way, and any way other than our way is the wrong way, ostensibly. Um, but it was just very interesting to see the back and forth there. So then Thursday, I went to pick up my brother from Brooklyn. He was coming back from his job at a special needs camp, um, and the drop-off was in Brooklyn. And he had asked if he could, if I could give a friend a ride too. I was like, yeah, sure, no problem, like whatever. And then I get there. And, like, there's a bunch of people, like, yelling, and he taps my shoulder, and my brother taps my shoulder, and he points at someone. I'm like, what am I looking at? There's someone, like, waving. And I didn't think he was waving at me. He goes, did you not see the waving person? I'm like, I did. What do you mean? He goes, look again. And it's my best friend in the world who was working with him in camp. Like, I knew, I had known he had worked in camp before, but I didn't realize that's who was working. Like, he moved to Florida. Like, I had no idea, like, he was going to be there. And I was like, oh, like, what's going on? And my brother's like, and I'm like, what are you, like, how are you getting home? And he goes, oh, well, my father, like, came up here this week for work, so he was staying, like, my flight's later tonight, but he was staying at a family friend, so I'm staying, I was going to stay with him until my flight. I was like, oh, okay, great. And it was a family friend I knew that, like, lived in my neighborhood, and I said, oh, like, how are you getting back to your family friend? And he goes, oh, I'm the friend your brother asked about if you could give a ride. I was like, oh, I didn't realize he meant my friend. And so I mentioned that I was going to be in Florida. Uh, it was great, like, we made plans, and he goes, oh, like, I was like, when are you going back, like, what are you doing for the school year, like, you were in Yeshiva in Florida last year, and he goes, oh, I'm going to Vegas, just like your brother is, I was like, oh, cute, so it turns out that not only my brother, not only my best friend, but one of my other really good friends is also in Vegas, and one of his really good friends, who, like, I, like, it was my best friend's really good family friend, but, like, we all kind of hung out together whenever he was in town, 
is going is in school like literally three blocks away from me like three blocks from my house i'm like how did i not know that like he was he was living he was in florida like in miami i think and he's been three blocks away and i didn't even know like what anyway so my flight's on tuesday and he's leaving for vegas on wednesday so i'm like okay like tuesday night we can go it'll be great he ended up leaving a knapsack in like our neighborhood accidentally so i'm gonna bring that with me for him um but it'll be really good to see him like i had been hoping that i'd been able i would have been able to see him throughout the week like oh i bought a car i I rented a car like partially so i could do whatever i want but also partially so i could visit him um but i can't really drive to vegas from florida uh in a day and not lose my sanity uh anyway so one of the other counselors had asked me like, I drove him home to West Hempstead, which is about, like, I don't know, 25-minute drive, um, after the overnight, and he said, oh, you want to take a road trip to Baltimore on Thursday, drop me off at school, and drive back by yourself, and it's like, uh, no, um, and he goes, yeah, okay, fine, I'm like, why don't you just take, like, a Megabus or a Greyhound or something, he goes, yeah, I'm probably gonna end up doing that, so Thursday night, I was after, like, it was later that evening, and I texted him, I was like, oh, how'd you end up getting to Baltimore? And he goes, oh, I haven't yet. I'm taking an Uber to Passaic, New Jersey. And I'm going to, and my friend is leaving to Baltimore from Passaic uh, the next day. I'm like, that sounds, like, how much is an Uber to Passaic? That sounds crazy expensive. He goes, yeah, it's like a hundred bucks. I'm like, I'll drive you to Passaic if you want. He goes, are you serious? I was like, yeah. He goes, you're crazy. I'm like, and? He goes, can I really take you on this offer? I'm like, I wouldn't have offered it if, like, I wasn't serious about it. And he goes, okay, that's great. Like, I really appreciate it so much. I'm like, yeah, it's literally like a 20-minute drive from where I was in Woodmere to his house in Passaic, in, in West Hempstead. And there's, like, a 7-Eleven on its corner. He's like, okay, I'm going to 7-Eleven. I'm getting you something. Like, what do you want? I'm like, oh, just, like, an energy drink. They only had grape flavor. So I'm like, okay, then just, like, a big Coke. He goes, snacks. I'm like, good idea, but no, I'm good. Um, and it was, like, an hour to Passaic. I mean, it was later at night, and, like, it was literally, like, a five-minute drive from my sister's house, so I'd done the drive before. Like, it wasn't crazy. Uh, and when we get there, he goes, can I please pay, you, like, pay for, like, pay for some gas? I'm like, can I say no? And he goes, no. Like, I didn't think so. So he puts a 20 in my hand, which, like, is a half tank of gas, and really, like, maybe a half tank to get there and back. It's more like a quarter tank to get there and back, so it's really more than necessary, but also plus stalls. Um, but no, it was just, like, a nice thing to do. Dropped him off. I called my sister. She was asleep. Called my brother-in-law. He goes, hey, what's up? I'm like, I'm in the neighborhood. Are you guys, like, awaking up? And he goes, like, she's asleep. She being my sister, his wife. Uh, and I'm about to dig into a pizza. So, like, I don't think we're really expecting guests. I was like, okay. But this way I can say I called and no one can say that I was in town and didn't call. Because then, like, no one can give me crap about it. And he goes, yeah, I guess so. Um, and my sister's coming into town. Like, she was in town for the weekend anyway. And she's borrowing my car tomorrow, which I wasn't super excited about. There was no logical reason to say no. It was more just, like, an emotional one. Um, but it wasn't such a strong one that I really felt about it. So then, so as of now, tomorrow, my sister's borrowing my car to go to Brooklyn. I'm supposed to be going out with my father for dinner or something just before, like, I leave. Monday is my friend's brother's wedding in Brooklyn. Tuesday is my flight. And then I'm in Florida until Monday the 23rd. I have Tuesday, work orientation. Wednesday, work and school both start. So that's going to be fun. Um, in honor of that, I, there will be no episode next week. Um, as I will be on vacation. Um, so I will see you. Let me think. Today is the, today is Saturday the 14th. 
So no Saturday, no August 21st, um, yes, August 28th. And by then I will have a great vacation story and great work story and great school story. So great stories all around. I'll see you then. Follow me on Instagram at simcha underscore klein, S-I-M-C-H-A-K-L-E-I-N. Um, on Twitter at simander underscore K, S-A-M-M-A-N-D-E-R underscore K. And I'll see you in two weeks.